Hallelujah. I tell you what, I think we got some more today. Amen? I think we got some more of God today. I think some more of his people. You know, Reed, I was thinking as I was sitting there and, and Wayne was singing that, more I was thinking about Elisha. The prophet that stood beside Elijah. Two of them. And Elijah told him. Elisha asked a hard thing. Because Elijah, you know, Elijah was getting ready to get out of here. He knew his time. He was ready to go. And uh, he did a lot of good things for the Lord, a lot of powerful things for the Lord, for the children of Israel, for God's people. And Elisha stood by him, stood by him. He knew there was more. There was more. And he wanted it. I said, Elisha wanted it so much that he decided, I'm not going to stay at home over here with the school of the prophets. No, Elijah needs some help. And I'm going to help him. And I'm going to stick with him. Because he believed in what Elisha was doing. He saw the miracles. He saw the power of God. And he wanted it. Not for himself. He wanted it for, for, for the others. And Elijah told him. He said, what do you want? Elijah said, I want double. I want twice as much as what you got. He said, you've asked a hard thing. But my God. With God, all things are possible. But he put a stipulation on it. He says, if you see me go up, you have to be close enough to see it. If you see me go up, you'll have what you ask for. And it was that day. Chariots of fire, chariots of horses came and got Elijah. In a whirl of fire, more. And Elisha was there to see it. And he looked up and he said, Master, Master, where's the promise? And there that mantle came down, that anointing. See, God's power, we don't need more and more of his power. We just need to be used more of what he's given us. See, he done doubly much. That's what he asked for. But you don't need double the power of God. If you got God's power, you've got more than enough. We've got more than enough. We just need to use what we got. The Holy Ghost is, is God. He's breathed on us. Jesus breathed on his disciples. says, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Breathed on them. And on the day of Pentecost, he came in them. But he breathed, Jesus breathed on them. That, that same breath that God breathed into Adam, Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, receive, receive. See, that's our part. We've got to receive, amen? amen? Believe and receive, and then what? Go do it. Go do the works. Jesse DePlantis, I think, uh, his, the thing that God's given him, and I'm not the specific word, but it was pretty much get to it. Go get it done. Sometimes we've got to quit talking about it and just go get it done. Go do it. Go do the work. That was it. Go do the work. That's what uh, JDM, one of our partners, that's what God's given him. Well, we'll get back into our theme this year, and Reed's done exploded it. Double for your trouble. That's our theme. For two, Jen, two, 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 20, 22. And I just want to briefly hit our introduction that, you know, 2020 and 2021 were tough years. Never seen things in my history. Challenging years. But today, let's focus on what's ahead, that new thing. 2022 is a new year. It's going to be different. See, we're going to, we're going to determine to make it different because God is among us. He's in us. He's with us. And Ephesians 3, 13 through 14 Paul said, I, I don't count myself to have apprehended. And Paul did a mighty work for the Lord. Two-thirds of the New Testament is written of the works that he did and what he believed in. And after he had that conversion, that Damascus Road conversion, I had mine over 22 years ago. 22 years ago, at least. Because Ruthie will be 22 in February, and I was saved about a year before Ruthie was born. And God called me put his desires and his purpose in me and it's like a fire that's been shut up in my bones I can't, I can't contain it, I have to let it out I pursued, I'm still in pursuit of that fire, I'm still in pursuit of the more that God has for me and guess what, when I get it, you get it, amen the more I get, the more I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you, but it's up to you you got to stick with the vision amen, just like Alicia, you got to stick with the vision what's the vision? to preach and teach this word, the word of faith this is the word of faith that I believe in my heart 
that God raised Jesus from the dead and I shall be saved. If you believe that and speak it, you're going to be you saved. And then you've got more in store. Amen. Past this life, this, is, this, this earth ain't going to be here much longer. It's, it's cursed. It's dying, the earth. I was at one time until I received Jesus. Now I'm still in the cursed earth, but I'm blessed. Amen. We're in a dark place, but the children, we are light. We're not in darkness. We are not dark. Amen. We're here to shine the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. That, that God himself came to this earth and said, I'm going to show you how to, how to have more. Amen. Amen. And it starts with Jesus. It, he's the author. It starts and it ends with him. Amen. Ephesians 3.13, Paul said, I count myself to have apprehended... Count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting these things which are behind and reaching forth unto the things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There's more. Amen? And it's in Christ. So together, I want to, we can't change the past. We can't change 20 and 21, but we can embrace 2022 and be believing with tenacity double for your trouble in 2020 and 2021. That this year is my year of double for all the devil's trouble. But like Reed said, you just can't sit down and just tell the devil. You've got to get up and do something. Amen. You've got to cause him trouble. And what causes him trouble? When you love people and do good. Amen. You destroy his kingdom. You teach, like Wayne says, you, you, you love these kids. You just don't teach them. You love them. And it ain't like you've got to preach the King James Version. No, you just love them because God is love, and that will change people because they'll see love. Love can be seen. Amen? It's an action. Jesus didn't say, I love you, Peter. He said, what did he do for Peter? He healed his mother-in-law one time, walked in. He just loved Peter. Jesus did something for him. He healed their babies. He showed love. Amen? So this, uh, this theme comes from Job, book of Job, chapter 42, concerning our theme. It says, And the Lord, say God, God turned the captivity of Job. Now you've got to read, this is, 40, this is the last chapter. There's 42 chapters about the book of Job. And I'm just going to briefly let you know that God was not Job's problem. Amen? And don't just trust me, trust the written word. Read the whole book, the whole book of Job. But it says, God, the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed, say prayed, Pray. for his friends. Now, let me go on. I'll try to get past the introduction this, today. He prayed for his friends. God blessed him when he did that. And also the Lord gave Job twice, twice as much as he had before. Now, before, Job was the richest man in all the East. Yes. So did he get more? Yep. Yes. <laughs> he got all that trouble, and Job didn't know that God was the one. God's not bringing the trouble, but Job didn't know that. But God still gave him mercy on credit. Right, Jim? <laughs> God still loved him anyway and still blessed his latter end because of his integrity. I said because of his integrity. He wouldn't let go of God. Of what he knew. I, I, Job said, I can't understand all this, but I know this. I know God. And I, I know that I don't, he didn't understand it. See, you don't have to understand the word to believe. You don't have to understand salvation to get born again. You just need to believe. And in the believing, you, God will give you the understanding. Amen. So part of Job's problem was that he became so self-focused that everything was all about him. Through the appearance and rebuke of through the appearance and the rebuke of the Lord later in, in Job 42 here, Job was put in his rightful place. Correction to a Christian is good. Because if the Lord don't correct us, then there's judgment out here. I mean, and the Bible says we got to, if we judge ourselves. We won't be judged like the world's judged. Amen? My kids have to, had to be punished and spanked. Why? I loved them. But 
lot of this punishment, the, the book of Job is about punishment. But you've got to understand that was never God's will to punish us. His will for us, and still is good. But there's a devil out there that don't love God and don't love us. And he's out to steal, kill, and destroy. There is our problem. That's where our trouble originated from. Let me go on here. So through this appearance and rebuke of the Lord, Job had to be put in his rightful place. And at the end, he repented. Job repented from thinking that he was the center of the universe. As he acted on this and prayed for the very people that were sent to con con comfort Job, instead they en ended tormenting him, his friends. They said, Job, you've done something wrong to, 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 for all this to happen to you. And Job just couldn't understand what it was. And they couldn't explain it right to him. And it just got into an argument back and forth for 30-some chapters. You did this, and this is what happened. And Job said, well, you know, I, I don't understand that. That don't, that don't make sense. I'm just giving you the, the Jackson paraphrase here. And they railed on him. And Job, he moved from being self-centered what happened here as he acted, as Job acted on this and prayed for the very people who had railed on him and lied to him, he moved from being self-centered to being centered on others, on the, the very people. Jim's got a good book out here. If you don't get offended, you'll get blessed. I want to be blessed. I want more. But the devil don't want you to have more. He wants you to be in trouble. And he wants you, everybody around you to be in trouble. Well, he's a liar. He's lying. He's the one that's in trouble. So also, if Job, if Job would not forgive those who had wronged him, what does the Bible tell us? If you don't forgive, your Heavenly Father's not going to forgive you. God can't lie. God can't change. He'll never change. Amen. God won't change. His Word never changes. In Mark 11, 25 and verses 26, this verse in Mark eleven twenty six, which follow the often quoted 11, Mark eleven twenty three twenty four, 24, also gives restrictions on receiving answers to prayer. Sometimes you wonder why your prayer ain't working. Why, why is my prayer not working? Unforgiveness. See, God said Job, after he repented and prayed for his friends, he got twice as much. Unforgiveness in our hearts will keep our prayers from being answered. Unforgiveness. It hardens your heart, calluses your heart. When we often, when we get offended or hurt, we often feel justified in holding a grudge. I used to do this. We had scripture for it. The Old Testament says, and I, Ben Cartwright said this, I love to watch Bonanza. Ben, you know, these are horse thieves. They stole some horse thieves. You know what we do to people that steal horses? You know what the good book says, Ben Cartwright? An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. We hanging them up at sundown. <laughs> that, my friend, is religion, and it will kill you. I believed it. I loved watching Bonanza, and I, and I just, I didn't know. I didn't understand. I hadn't been in the book, the good book. I knew what the good book was, but I didn't know my good father. And he's, he's a God of mercy and grace. <laughs> We're kind of living in a day to where you're guilty before you even get a chance to prove yourself innocent. Why? Because the Bible says in the last days they're going to call evil good and good evil. Not us. Not us. We're going, we're going, we're going, we know what's right. We, knew who, we know the truth. And we know what's right. And we're not going to be deceived in the, in the end time. Some's going to believe and some's going to not, but we're going to tell them the truth. We're going to tell them the truth. My God's a God of increase, and he'll give me double for my trouble. It's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you persecution. They're going to say all evil and all this stuff, but you know what? It's worth it. I, I took an old, old good school buddy to out last night. You know, I've been bacheloring all week. I told him, I, I called him. He's working. I said, hey. He said, hey, what's up? I said, what you doing Saturday night? Well, I got to work, you know, such and such, 11 to 8. I said, I need, I, I need to go out. Let's go to a movie. I'm buying. Everything's on me. <laughs> and he said, well, yeah, I get off at 8. The last movie was showing at 9.30. And I invested. I, I took took my good buddy out to eat. We went and watched this movie because we used to hang out, man. We're good friends. We just been separated too long. Life sometimes will do that to you. 
but God will never leave you. But there's times you just need to get back in the saddle and say, you know what, let's get together. Let's, get, let's do this thing. And when we walked out of the movie, it was a good movie. And he said, I appreciate that. I said, you know, it was the best money I've spent in a long time. It's not good that we be alone. Amen. And the movie, I give it a five star. On a five star, it's the American underdog. It's, a, it's the life story of Kurt Warner. I've been watching it for a month, two months. Have, have you seen it? Okay. I <laughs> give five more stars. You want to talk about history maker and talk about football, but talk about God. God was, and I can remember, not, I, can, I think I was, yeah, I was just a, a baby Christian back then. That was 1999, 2000 when they won that Super Bowl. And I can remember Kurt, Kurt Warner getting up there on that platform in front of all the millions of people, and he gave honor to God, to his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He said, first things first. Now, he mentioned his wife and stuff, but God was in the, was in the list. He was on the list because he was an underdog. He was a downcast. He was a history maker in the Hall of Fame, and he didn't give up. Everybody else, you ain't got what it takes. You've done it all wrong all your life. But he just wouldn't accept that lie. Come on. He wouldn't accept the lie. Job would not accept the lie that God's brought all this evil. He just couldn't understand it. And he, he just, he wouldn't let it, it was the spirit of it. It was the spirit of it. Thank you, Jesus. Mark 11, 25, 26. Talking about the unforgiveness. You, you've got to let unforgiveness go. Let's turn to Matthew 18.35. Double for your trouble. Jesus said, Likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if you from your hearts forgive not one his brother their trespasses. See, forgiveness is like an anchor that will take you to the bottom of the lake. Unforgiveness. You think you're... You, you think it's hurting another person, but on the inside it's hurting you because, see, God, he doesn't judge others. He judges you. In other words, what, you, what comes out of your mouth, you're judged by those words. And one thing I told my good buddy, you know, we talked about some things. I said, what other people have done to you, you can't change other people, but you can change you. And you can change what you feel, all that animosity coming to you. You don't have to receive it. See, you can change you. And you can pray for them. You can pray for them. Amen. And that's between you and God. But you've got to do what God's called you to do. Amen. You hold your ground. And, and uh, Matthew 5.44, talking about unforgiveness. But I say unto you, love your enemies. What? <laughs> Read that again. Is that in the Bible? Love your enemies. Bless them while they're cussing you and, and saying all evil against you. Do good to them that hate you. You won't double for your trouble? You better, you better highlight this in your Bible. Amen. Maybe, well, I was going to say tear the page out of your Bible and put it on, the, don't tear the page out of your Bible. Just copy, paste it, and put it on, the, on your refrigerator. Amen. Do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Why? I want double. I want, I want more to be a blessing. Amen. And the devil don't want you to know that. He don't want you to do that. And that's his whole purpose of, of getting involved. And, and he tempted the master. He tempted Jesus right after he got the Holy Ghost. Amen. I was about doing the Father's business. Jesus went and said, you know what? I got what I, I'm ready. And I'm going to go take it to the devil. And he was tempted in every point but without sin because he reminded the devil, you're not the creator. Jesus said, it is written, my Father has said, and you're saying a lie. You're twisting the scriptures. This is what Jesus confronted the devil. Double for your trouble. See, one of the best things we can do to come out of the pit sometimes that we find ourselves in, you can call that pit of trouble, is to pray for those who persecute you, you and mistreat you. You don't have to understand why I'm doing it. Well, you need to know God said to do it, and that makes it right. And he, Father knows best. And if you'll do that, then God's pleased. That's faith. You're, you're, you're believing in something that don't make sense. Amen. All those, you know, ben, all those Ben Cartwright movies and stuff, they, they, they would throw the scripture in there, but the, they didn't have understanding. They didn't, 
they thought God brings good and God brings evil. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, he does. I, I, I like to say it this way. When the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. The Lord giveth life and he takes away death. Now, I, I, now I agree with that. He took away my sin. Now he, now, he takes that away from me. But he doesn't take stuff. He doesn't bring harm in my life to teach me something. No, he gave me life. And he destroyed, Jesus destroyed the power of death when he defeated death, hell, and the grave, when he defeated the devil. He went down to darkness and preached light. Amen. He preached. He is light. Man, can you imagine being down there in that dark, being down there in Sheol, Abraham's bosom, and, and here comes the light of the world. But they had to believe in Jesus just like we do. Amen. They had to believe by faith. I'm talking about the ones that was in Sheol that had died. I'm talking about the, the spirit and souls of those. Their body was still in the ground, but their spirits was locked up. They were in a chasm. Some were in hell, Sheol. Some was in Abraham's bosom. And some was in the, the, the pit. So let's go to, well, let me talk about this. What is trouble? Well, I could get some definitions right now. You're thinking in your mind of the last trouble you were in. And you can just keep going back, going back, going back. Me and my friend, we talked about some things we did as, as kids. You know, we just reminisced a little bit. My gosh, you go to the gym theater, you don't have to watch maybe three minutes of previews. You go to Amstar, you're watching 15 to 20 minutes of previews. I said, my God, let's just talk, let's talk about some stuff. Ain't When's the movie going to start? But the music was so loud, you know, it's that surround sound. It's kind of hard to carry on the conversation, but we did. We talked about some things. We caught up on some things. But the definition of what, what is trouble? Remember the game you used to play, trouble? Pop that thing and you knock somebody on the head and take them back, tell them to get back home? That was, the, that was the game called trouble. But the trouble is, the definition is the quality or state of being troubled, especially mentally, public unrest or disturbance. You ever been disturbed about something? Uh, well, you know, Reed talked about the Cowboys. They did win. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise I praise God whether they win or lose. But they won yesterday, Reed. Praise the Lord. They, they, they've already got their spot. They were just playing for position. And, uh, but I love God more than the Cowboys because, see, I, me and my, my buddy that I took out, he, he's a, he was a diehard Redskins fan. And the game was on, and we went to the restaurant. I was waiting on him. I had my phone, and I was watching the game. I said, sorry, brother. I got to see the, 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 the movie starts at 9.30, but i got to watch a little bit of this game before we get there. But I cut the volume down. I talked to him, but I kind of did watch the score. I do love Cowboys, love football, but I love, my, I love my brother before football. I love God, amen, first. And he gives us freely, richly to enjoy all things. I just enjoy football more than anything else. I enjoy seeing my kids play baseball, football. Ruthie, if you've seen the Facebook post, she got had a little highlight of her teaching skills at one of the high schools that she teaches down there in uh, South Carolina, and she's fulfilling her God-given destiny, and this is her last year, and she, it's a challenge. She said, Dad, I'm exhausted. You know, I'm teaching, I'm studying, and then I'm doing softball practice, but you know what? Uh, she's, she's got that, commit, that integrity, that commitment to do it. That's what she's... All she's done, all her life, pretty much. So, uh, trouble means disturbance, distress, and difficulty. Would you look at there? Three words that all began with the letter D. Disturbance, distress, difficulty. Can someone tell me whose name starts with the letter D that always brings trouble? The devil. The devil. Some Christians don't even know there is a devil. They think everything is still coming from God. Everything good and everything bad comes from God. Well, that, they don't understand. That's why we discipleship here. That's why we're teaching you. This is why we come to school. This is school time. I, I wasn't quite in that boat, but I was close to that boat coming up, kind of not being in church. But me and Sherry, we've learned something. And I heard a minister say this, that actually a, a, a missions, somebody that's involved in missions, he, I don't know his name, but they pretty much said, he said, I would rather 
share the gospel with somebody that's never been to church, never really heard anything about God, good or bad. He said, because that's the ones when you get out here in the mission field, you just tell them about how much God loves them, tell them, tell them to salvate, tell them about Jesus and what he's done for them. They get born again, they come down here and they get healed all at the same time because they don't have all these things, these traditions that's been brought that they're battling. It's called unbelief. He said, I'd rather, I've seen more miracles take place than those that never heard anything about God than somebody that's been in church all their life. Now, I'm not against the church. We're the church. But we've got to be saying the same thing that Jesus said. <laughs> Amen. Because Jesus said, I don't do nothing unless I see the Father or I hear the Father. And that's what I want to do. Am I going to hit it perfectly? Probably not. But I'm striving to. Job was, was perfect and upright in his desire. In his flesh, he failed. I'm sure he didn't. Uh, I'm sure him and his wife had some disputes. Maybe about lunch or supper or... Uh, you invited these friends and you didn't tell me and you know my house what it looks like. I'm just telling you about what happens at my house. <laughs> right, Reed? Get amen back there. That's, that's called trouble. If you don't get it right, it'll be double trouble before tonight's over with, with your wife. But God is not in the trouble business. He is for us. He's not against us. Uh, where did trouble originate? Now, I'm talking to a lot of scholars in here. I'm talking about some people that's heard some good faith teaching that have rightly divided. There's some good people, but there's people that's watching online that'll watch this, maybe watching it now or watch it later that maybe haven't heard. But Jesus said, faith comes by hearing and hearing. So I've heard some good faith messages, but you know what? They're all good if you just keep hearing. They'll get better and better. I want more. Amen. I want to hear more and more. Tell me some more, preacher. Where did trouble originate? Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. Now, this is where it started. It says, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it or to guard it. To keep it means to guard. He had something to do. Stand guard. God knew. God knows all. He's omni. He knows all things. He knew Lucifer. He's a created being. God knew that he would, what he would do here. And he still put Adam there and said, now guard this. Keep this place. I'm giving it to you, Adam. To you, the whole earth, God gave over to Adam to dress it, to keep it, and to be blessed. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, come on, saying something, of every tree of the garden, Adam, talking to his son, his first son, of every tree you may freely eat, no restrictions, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, God pretty much said, that's my tree. Don't eat it. You shall not eat of this tree. Pretty simple instructions, right? All the other trees out here. Do what you want. Banana, pear, apple, you name it. Well, Adam named it. <laughs> he named them. Eat it, enjoy it. You know, just think of Adam. He tasted it. Mm, that's an apple. Peeled on. That's an orange. Naming these trees. God didn't name them trees. I'm sure Adam, that's an orange. That's a giraffe. That's an element. This is what God gave Adam to do. But the wisdom came from who? It came from God. Adam just spoke it into existence. And that's what we name them. That's what we call them today. Right? Don't eat of this tree. For in the day that thou eatest, here's God, Alpha and Omega, beginning. He knows he's going to eat it. But what does he do? He gives him the choice. Right? Here's the choice. Don't eat it because if you eat it, you're going to die. Didn't know what death was. Didn't know what trouble was. These first two chapters in the Bible, and I maybe mentioned this last week, the first two chapters in the Bible, God our Father is spending time with his son Adam. These first two. Now, chapters, that's the chapters. How much time there, I'm not sure. But God, when he spends some time with you, it's quality time. Amen. If it was one day, it was a great day with God. Amen. Great day. 
Man, we just experienced his presence this morning in the praise and worship team. Man, that's every, that God wants to do that all the time with us 24-7 is just, uh, there's no words that, how, that can express how much he loves us and wants to shower us with his blessings. And this is what was happening in the first two chapters. Man, they were fellowshipping. God was bringing an animal, name it Adam, what is it? Spider. I don't like them. I don't, I don't know if Adam, whatever, but think of a tarantula, man, a spider that big walking, you know, coming up. I mean, I'm not, I'm not in fear of them, but I don't like them. I don't like them. I don't, you know, sorry, God. I mean, you, what you did is right, but I just don't like spiders. <laughs> they come out when it's dark. <laughs> so that whole time, God's spending time with Adam, teaching him about faith and how it works. This is the foundation of faith in the beginning. Say this, and that's, this is what happens. Call it this, and that's what it'll be. Call those things that be not that. The elephant didn't have a name. Adam gave it a name. Elephant. It might, that might have been we blew his trunk. You know? I don't know. I can't go back there, but we're going we're gonna to know all these things one day. We're going to have eternity to know some things, and God's gonna, and we're going to be like, wow, man, that was, that was awesome. So up until chapter 3, life... God says was very good. When he created man, he said, man, everything else up to that point had been good, but on the sixth day when he created Jackie, because she's out of Adam, he saw us. He says, man, Jackie's very good. Adam, very good. That's very good. So up in that point, life was very good. I've heard this, remember this. Faith begins, that was talking about faith. Faith begins where the will of God is known. When I know, the, and the will of God is the word of God. And when I, revelation comes, when you study this word and you let the word become a part of your life and revelation comes, that's faith. Faith is active right then. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray and you believe that and you release it, faith is released, it's going to happen. That's the way God speaks. When he said light, Light didn't have a choice. It became light. There it was. That's God. That's covenant. That's the way he speaks. So let's read chapters 3 here. Genesis chapter 3. This good gracious. It might be all we get today. Let me get there. That's in the beginning, right? Come on now. I got a couple of chuckles up there. Chapter 3. Let me get there. You know, this is a good time of year, first of the year. Get you a good Bible reading plan. I haven't printed one out. If you want one, I'll print one out and bring it to you. Genesis chapter 3. We're talking about where did trouble come from? Where did it originate? Here we go, chapter 3. It's not a long chapter. It says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Now, this is a snake. This ain't the devil. This is a serpent. This is a snake. Which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, here's a talking snake, has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Well, let's think. Did God say you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Let's just think right there. Women, I know women, and we all thinkers, but sometimes my wife, she thinks doubly, doubly more than I do about something, especially when I say it. <laughs> no, God said, of every tree, you shall eat freely. Right here, you shall not eat of every tree. So already, here's, a lot, here's, here's deception. No, God said you can eat of every tree, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, no, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Let's see how far, let me see how far I want to read it. Let me just read this. This is hard for pastors to read and not say something. Uh, then the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. 
So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desiring to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave to her husband with her, and he also ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together, together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. What once was their bountiful trees to eat, now they're hiding behind the trees. Never seen that kind of before. Hiding behind the thing God said, eat freely of it. Lay under it and be blessed. They're hiding. And God said, Adam said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And, he's, and God said, who told you you were naked? Have, and that's the question, but God knew. Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? What should Adam said? <laughs> what, what did he say? Then the man said, the woman whom you gave me passed the buck. The woman whom you gave me to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, who has done this? What, has, what is this you have done? And the woman said, the serpent, the snake. She might as well say, it's the snake you created, God, that came and I ate. He deceived me and I ate. And so the Lord God said to the serpent, he, God's looking for an answer here, ain't he? He's going through the chain. I'm looking for an answer. Somebody needs to tell me the truth. And he, come, and he said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle. And more than every beast of the field, on your belly, snakes, what do they do now? They crawl on their belly. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. And he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. And to the woman, he said, God's working, working his way back up now. It's better to go ahead and answer God. Whether you don't understand it, just answer. Give him an answer, amen. Don't let him tell you the answer. Come on, Wayne, you teach. You give them the answers. You just want them to tell them the answers back to you, right? Just answer the question, would you? And to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception in pain. You shall bring forth children. So it never was God's desire that women have pain to bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Then to Adam, he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat. Cursed is the ground. Here's the garden, the ground, for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it in all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it will bring forth, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground. Boy, what a destiny. For out of it you were taken, and for dust you are, and to the dust you shall return. And then Adam called his name, his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. Wow. One chapter, we went from utopia, blessings, to what? Complete chaos, destruction, trouble. We're, Adam and Eve were in trouble. We were in trouble. See, that's our, that's our lineage. We came from Adam and Eve. Not only did they were in trouble, they created trouble for the whole human race of all until Jesus comes back. Ain't that something? Do you think when we, before we speak, we should think before we speak? The Bible says, be swift to hear. You got two ears. Be swift to hear and slow to speak. Why? Because life and death is, is in what we say. In verse 1, a few things here and then we're going to We'll close this down for this week. And Nick Reed will be bringing the message to you the third Sunday because they're going to be out of town. So I'll, we'll pick back up on this probably the fourth Sunday, but Reed's got a message for you next Sunday. But in verse 1, we can see that when we begin to question, question was verse 1. Now the servant was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made, and he said to the woman, Has God said... When we begin to question what God has said, if you're making notes, here's a good note. Number one, do not question what God has said. The book of Job is all about, Job was questioning, why, 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 why God this, why God that? 
Instead of just what? Trust and believe that what he said is good. There'll be a lot less trouble in our life. God says when he gives you a wife, he gives you a good thing. Well, Lord, you, you hadn't seen her today, have you? <laughs> we wake up sometimes like that, don't we? I better not say read this time. Don't we, Leo? Man, do you know what? She didn't fix my breakfast like she didn't have breakfast fixed this morning. God said, what did God say, Wayne? When you find a woman, you find a good thing. Why? God created her. That, call her good. Call her, if she ain't good, Dale, you just keep calling her good till she becomes good. Call those things that be not as though they are. And your life will be better. You'll have less trouble. And you might even catch a Bojangle deal. You might get two for one. Amen. But, yeah, think of others. Has God said? Trust and believe that what God has said, He said with purpose. That it's good. Everything God did was good. But if you don't, trouble is knocking on the door. Sin lies at the door. I might just stop right here. Lord, we just going to stop right there. When I said door, that's just it. That's it. I got to share this and that'll be it. <laughs> that's it, Tammy. That's all we're going to get to. You can get off the first page. No, we've got first page. Page and a half. Sin lies at the door. It's your door. When you get born again, you're the Lord's. My body, my life is not my own. I've been bought with a price. And God, Jesus, gave me his blood. He gave me his life. He gave his life for mine. The ultimate sacrifice, not just for me, but for everyone that would believe and receive, has everlasting life. Leo's going to help me on a little project. My wife's been gone. Probably would have been the best time to do it just because she'll be at work, though. Just because we just need her to tell us what to do and then let us do it. <laughs> now, she would agree unless she saw something she wanted to do a little bit different, right? So let's make sure we do it exactly the way she wants. And then you go to work, dear, and have a nice day. And I'll even come and pick you up and we'll go out for lunch. Can I get amen, Jim? That would be right, right? So, you know when women get a plan, faith is now. That plan shouldn't, <laughs> it needs to be activated now. And I got, a lot of, I got a lot of activations waiting on my desk. She's got some things for the house she's fixing up, and we've done some things. And you know, a, lot, a lot of times our things get half done. Not, it's not by purpose, it's just by Something else gets started. <laughs> I almost got done. Almost got finished with that. But anyway, so we're in the process of doing some remodeling. So uh, a lot of things, the furniture and stuff, all that's going to go. But right now it's temporary just because we're going to put new floors down. So when the floors get ordered, we're going to take the furniture out and it's staying out. And we're going to put the floor down and then hopefully new furniture come in. It might, the old might have to come again. I don't know. But anyway, she wants a new front door. Well, she bought the door about six weeks ago. So in my living room, you know, during Christmas, we got a, we got a 303-foot door sitting here on the wall. But she bought, bought a nice fireplace, one of those electric fireplaces. We put it together, and we got over here with the tree. So we've got all these little projects starting to come together. So the door, I, I asked Leo, was waiting until he's good and, good and strong, and help, so just to maybe help me put that door in because when you take your front door out and it's 13 degrees you want to make sure you get it back in <laughs> amen Reed. you want to make sure that door's in and, and, and it shuts and it locks so I'm going to wait on some help and time to do it I want that all day to make sure we anything we need the door the stores will be open yesterday Randy because the Lord ministered me on two this year double for your trouble 2022 Second Peter 2.24 well, I got a lot of twos in me that we're going to talk about this year 2 Timothy 2.2. Two. A lot of twos. That's going to be for a purpose. But when we bought that door, I loaded, we took it home, and me and Kelsey and Sherry lifted it and brought it in the house because it's a heavy door. But last night, I'm looking at that door, and that door's looking at me, and I looked, I even took a picture. 
I didn't bring it to put it on the board. Y'all trust me, right? On the right-hand corner, there's a number red two on that door, on the cardboard. Number two. And, and the Lord just caught my attention last night. And I said, two. But I looked at the door first, and I saw the two. Say yes to Jesus. He's the door. See, there's that big old door sitting there. It's got a purpose for me to walk through it and for me to keep trouble out. Keep Right now, cold is my trouble because we like to be about 70 degrees. So cold, you got to stay out because heat, you staying in. But Jesus showed me he is our door. He is the door. But he stands at the door and he knocks. And if any man would open the door, he'll come in. And Jesus said, I'll sup with you. I'll watch movies with you. I'll heal your babies. I'll take fear out of your life. I'll turn your life around for good. But you, me, we have to open the door. Jesus will not open that door on his free will. That's why he gave Adam the choice. This is the tree of life, Adam. You can eat from it freely, but of this tree, that's not your door, Adam. That's my door. But God, even though we missed it, Jesus had already determined that, Father, they're going to mess it up. They said this, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost said this before they even created this universe that we know. They're going to mess it up, but I'm going to fix it up. There's going to be trouble, but Jesus said, I'm going to be the answer. He's the door. And Jesus said, if any man come, let me come in, I'll come in. I'm just asking you today, if there's anybody in this church, and I believe everybody in this church, but if there's anybody listening or in this church and you've never let Jesus, he's knocked on the door of your heart and you never let him in, don't wait till tomorrow. Today is your day of salvation. You might not have tomorrow. The devil's out there. He, he might have, I know he's got bad things planned, but when Jesus, when you serve him and you follow him and it might not be fully or completely, the devil is limited because God is the creator and he's the one that gives you the mercy and the grace amen and he's the judge of all the earth not me and not you so don't look at somebody's life and say man all the bad stuff they did and the good things are happening no you don't know like job you don't know everything that god knows why he's extending so much mercy to somebody that's doing so much bad stuff you don't know but we, we do know and we know that god is the rightful judge and he's faithful and he's true and if you'll put your faith in Him, that'll be such an awesome time in your life when you let Him in, in, come into your life. Not just become your Savior, but let Him become your Lord. That means open up every door in your life. And if you'll do that, trouble won't be a problem. There's always going to be trouble. Jesus said in this world, you're going to have trouble. You're going to have tribulation. He said, but be of good cheer. Cheer up, my brother. God loves us, and he'll come right in the midst of your trouble, and he'll get you out. Amen. So let's pray. If you're, if you're listening and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, you've never said yes to Jesus, today is a day to say yes. I would give you invitations. There in your house or here, all you got to do is call on his name. Believe in the Lord Jesus. Believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. The Bible says you shall be saved. But then you need to do something else. You need to confess that before men. That means that you're, that you're a witness. You come to church, you go out here, and you let people know that you are different. I'm saved. You need to get saved. You need to meet my Jesus. In other words, he saved us to be a witness. He's blessed us to be a witness. And if you've never spoken in tongues, never been baptized, never let Jesus baptize you with the Holy Ghost, go to the book of Acts, Acts 2 and 1. Man, there's power you need in your life. If you need that, you can send me an email. Pastor Jay, wordoffaithworshipcenter.org, W-O-F-W-C.org. We'll be glad to pray with you. We've got some booklets here we can mail out to you. Come to this church. Come visit us. 757 Harris Street, Concord, North Carolina. We'll teach you. We'll love you. We'll show you the love of Christ. You need to get healed this morning. You need, to, you need prayer this morning. I'm going to pray. Now I'm going to dismiss the service. And then if you need personal prayer, come up here. Main thing is pray for others that your prayers will be, your answers will be met. You don't have to see them physically, but you need to release your faith. So let's pray together. Father, I thank you right now.
there's anybody listening or in this place that said yes to you, how, how do I get saved? Just say yes to Jesus. You believe that he's God's son. That he died for you, he bled for you, but then he rose for you. And he now sits in heaven making intercession for us, for the saints. And all you got to do is simply believe and confess him. And he'll come in. Let him come in your door. He is the door. Let him in. And he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Your friends might leave you. They might fall short, but Jesus never will. If you said that and confessed that, you're, you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. You got born again. You need to get into a good church. Hear the word. Get skilled in the word. And be baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Because that just lets you know that you've got the power. That power is for you to live the Christian life. And to, and to get out of trouble. Put trouble on the run. So if you said that, believe that. Shoot me an email. Let us know. Come visit with us. Amen. And Father, I thank you, Lord, for everybody that's came today, Lord. I thank you for the 2022. A year, Lord, we're believing for double for our trouble. We're going to learn some things this year, Lord. You're going to reveal things, Lord, by your Spirit, by the Holy Ghost. Reveal things, Lord. You're going to, you're going to move mightily across this earth, Lord. Lord, we hear of floods and tornadoes. Lord, you're going, to, you're going to flood this earth. You've already flooded this earth with your glory. From sea to sign and shine and sea, Lord, we're going to see your glory across this earth through your church, through your people raising up through mighty signs and wonders. We're believing and expecting that in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand and I'll dismiss you. If you need personal prayer, need us to agree with you about anything. Thank you for joining us today at Word of Faith Worship Center. I pray God's grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then according to Romans 10, 8 through 10, the word is nigh unto thee in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if you will confess with your mouth Jesus as your Lord and believe that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart you believe unto righteousness, and with your mouth confession is made unto salvation. We would ask you today to simply say, yes, I believe this, and I say yes to Jesus. Now, if you just received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we would encourage you to get into a good church. Our church is located at 757 Harris Street, Northwest, Concord, North Carolina, 28025. And you can also find us on the Internet at wordoffaithworshipcenter.org or WOF wc.org. We hope to see you soon. Blessings.